Hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Bottled Up Podcast, and it's been a while since we've just sat down, done our own thing, and just covered all the news in NASCAR, and there's been a lot this past week. We've talked with Anthony Alfredo two weeks ago about his plans coming up, and just a general overview of the guy's life. If you're interested in that, he's always on Twitter, at Anthony F. Alfredo, he's on Instagram, he's on Twitch, Fast Pasta, he's everywhere. We had Christian Eckes on, we were, uh... We let our competitive nature get the best of us, I will admit, but it's always fun having him on, and we're both very competitive people, so I hope you guys enjoyed that. We're looking to do some more projects with them in the future. Those are always in the works, so keep an eye out for those. It's going to be something new, something unique, something cool, but in the meantime, we're going to cover basically the five biggest stories that I found this past week in NASCAR that I would like to cover. We got Cole Pern is now going to be Cold Pern, because he is now back <laughs> up in Canada. That joke was not written into the script, by the way. That was made on the fly, so I'm, I'm pretty proud of that one. Cold Pern now owns a ski lodge up in Canada after retiring pretty suddenly from Martin Truex Jr.'s team. But he just went and bought a ski lodge. And now it's, uh, it's the Golden Alpine Holidays, and it's skiing, hiking, and pretty much winter activities up in British Columbia in Canada. Pretty pretty cool, I think. Just retire and say, you know what? We're going to go up there. We're going to own a ski lodge, and that's what we're going to do. It's good family time. He always said he wanted to, with his wife, move to Canada and raise his kids there. So, And he said he was missing time with his family, working and being on the road so long. And that sort of sparked the discussion of, is the NASCAR season too long? Which, maybe it is. When you think about it, it's the longest season of all major competitive sports. Longer than football, the NFL, longer than the NHL, NBA, MLB. NASCAR is the longest. So that's that's a big demand from those guys. But at the same time, being at the track, that's also very intense work. If you think about it that way, it's hard, intense work at the track, at the shop, week in and week out for those guys. There have been talks of shortening the season. I haven't heard anything from the top about that, from NASCAR themselves saying, yeah, we're going to shorten the season. But there is talk about a new short track package which should be announced coming up fairly soon for the 2020 short tracks as well as this coming along we've got the 2021 a brand new package entirely we could see some glimpses of the 2021 package that's just speculation but maybe we'll see some of the 2021 package being tested out on track in the 2020 short track package so it was actually recently tested at ism which is now Phoenix, once again, ISM and Phoenix have sort of split. They are now their own two separate things. So it's now Phoenix Raceway again, once again, no longer ISM Raceway. We saw a recent test with Joey Logano over at Phoenix running the the 2021 car. That could have been some inspiration for the 2020 package uh, for short tracks. Pure speculation there on whether or not we'll see it. But from Adam, Adam Stern at A underscore S12 on Twitter, NASCAR is expected to unveil a new short track aero package for the 2020 Cup Series season in the coming weeks, per sources, with the main changes being to the spoiler and splitter areas of the car. Teams have agreed to make the changes in a bid to improve on-track action. So, we've got that coming up to look forward to. It's going to be great to see that, and it's great to see that NASCAR is really listening to the fans. The fans said, we're not happy. A lot of fans said, we're not happy with the racing. We love the restarts, we love the close racing, but if the drivers aren't happy, as soon as it gets spread out, 
clean air and track position becomes more important than anything else. We don't like this. We need something different. And that's what they're doing. I'm excited to see this. I'm excited to see the changes. I think one of the best races of the year last year was with the 750 horsepower engine at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. Granted, I'm a little biased because I was covering that race. I was working in the media center, but I sat and actually watched that race from the stands, and it was a, it was a really great race, I thought. And it was competitive. Guys were keeping pace with each other. All in all, I thought that was a fantastic race, but not everyone agrees. Some people are biased against it. There's a whole other discussion on if New Hampshire is even a short track, which it's not. It's over a mile. It's You can race something like it's a short track without calling it a short track, you know? Which I realize that sounds a bit strange where you're racing it like it's a short track when it's not actually a short track, but it's over a mile in length, right? It's not a short track. Is Iowa a short track? Yes, because it's under a mile. That's a whole other that's a whole other can of worms that we can't even afford to get into because that's an entire episode in and of itself. Maybe that's something we'll do in the future. We'll call it the controversy episode. We take on all the wild opinions. Maybe we'll just have people tweeted us all the crazy opinions that they have that they know are unpopular all their unpopular opinions that they hold true about and we'll see where it goes i don't know that could be something in the future that would be an in, certainly an interesting episode but we also had in the past week or so christopher bell decided to come home from new zealand he was racing dirt over there alongside kyle larson Kyle Larson got into a huge wreck. I think the car flipped seven or eight times. He actually, Kyle Larson, did end up winning. He had a huge black eye. The whole eye was bloodshot and everything, but he won. Um, we didn't hear anything from Chip Ganassi Racing, whether they were upset that he was running it. I imagine that they gave, well, I'm sure they gave their blessing and said, yeah, continue going dirt track racing. And I'm sure there was a phone call saying, hey, are you okay after that wreck? Are you going to continue racing? Okay, great. But Christopher Bell... Originally, it was reported that he might have been told to come home until Bob Levine, from owner of Levine Family Racing, the 95 team where he's now driving, Christopher Bell is now driving, he came out on Twitter and said, nope, we had nothing to do with telling him to come back. He is more than welcome to continue his dirt racing. So then it was revealed that he decided to come home from New Zealand, but he will be racing the Chili Bowl, which is coming up in the next couple weeks, alongside Ryan Newman, Ricky Stenhouse, a couple of guys like that. And if you look at it, it's an indoor race. Over 300 drivers have all try, are all going to be at the track. They've all signed up for it. But the NASCAR drivers, is, this year it's going to be Ryan Newman, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., those are the two newest, it's alongside Kyle Larson, J.J. Yaley, Chase Briscoe, Justin Allgaier, Tanner Thorson, Alex Bowman, David Gravel, and Christopher Bell, alongside former NASCAR competitors, Rico Abreu and Tanner Berryhill. Tanner Berryhill was supposed to drive for Obiaka Racing, so maybe he'll get a couple questions about that, who knows? This information is coming from tobychristie.com, by the way, that's, uh, we're not sponsored by them or anything, but they're just a great source of information, so... That's where I'm reading this off of. The article is titled, Ryan Newman, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. Among NASCAR Names on Updated Chili Bowl Entry List. That's where I got the stats data and things like that. Also, the Chili Bowl is going to take place January 13th. It begins and ends on the 18th. And it's a very interesting system on how they do it, but pretty much you want to make the A-Main. That's the name of the race that you want to be. That is the big race of the weekend. Some other NASCAR news for talking about former NASCAR drivers. We mentioned Rico Abreu, Tanner Berryhill. A.J. Allmendinger is going to be returning to the Xfinity Series. He's going to be racing for colleague, racing again in the number 16 car. 
So I haven't heard any word on a sponsor or anything for that yet. He won with the team last year, and he had a couple, uh, couple disqualifications after top three finishes, but he's done really, really well after a year out of the car. Come back in, and he's doing fantastically well. So he will be racing at Daytona for the season opener. That's all that I've heard so far. That seems to be announced on what he will be running for next year. But congratulations to him. That's going to be awesome to see him back in the car. Go over in the truck series news. The last real, I guess the last big announcement was that DGR Crossley was going over to Ford. And alongside that, not exactly truck news, but Haley Deegan's going to be driving as the, basically the their development driver, Ford's development driver. But Timmy Hill, you might recognize that name, and Hill Motorsports are going to be running in the 2020 truck season. And I believe the guy's like 25, 26 years old. Really young guy to be owning a team, but he had a couple trucks last year. Now they're going to be running again this year. I think that's awesome to see, to have these smaller teams going out and racing. We've got a few small teams up in the Cup Series, Starcom being the first one that comes to mind. Just a single-car team. They show up. They they dominate. Well, okay. I'm, I'm exaggerating now. They don't dominate. But they show up. They do well for their equipment. And if you haven't gone and listened listened to the interview we did with their spotter, Tom Legman, from their from New Hampshire Motor Speedway, their perspective on the, on the whole season is really interesting. Their goal, obviously, isn't to go out and win. They know that's not realistic with the equipment they have. But they want to go out and beat the guys that are running basically a tier above them. And they tend to do that on a pretty consistent basis. And that was with Landon Castle last year. They're moving over to Quinn Hoff this year. I've been told Tom, by Tom he is staying with the team. He believes he's staying with the team, which is good news. So we're happy for him there. Great, great guy. I still get Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and everything else. Happy Thanksgiving text from him. And that's awesome. Just just awesome to see um, being a part of the camaraderie there in the group. So if you know someone that works in NASCAR, don't be afraid to reach out and say hello to them. I'm sure that those guys that are working in the garage, in the workshop, and everything else back in the shop, they're happy and, and to know that they're appreciated. So if you know, this is your weekly reminder to appreciate those people that work on the cars and bring you the product that we all love in NASCAR, go ahead, reach out, say thank you for what you do. You know, thank you for working hard and keeping those cars on track. Don't be afraid to do it. We're getting a bit off course here. The last thing that I did want to cover before we, we wrap things up here is we mentioned Landon Castle before. He seems to be driving. It hasn't been, like, formally announced, and they haven't updated their website, but he seems to be the driver next year for Morgan Shepard's number 89 team. They're looking for more sponsorship, more funding. That is the big thing that they've come out and said is, hey, we're looking for more funding. So Landon Castle actually did pretty well for that team. I mean, I think they were running, like, top 15s. Um, when Landon was behind the wheel. Landon Castle is a fast driver. He's consistent. But his specialty, it seems, is doing well in underfunded equipment. Starcom Racing being a great example last year. I think that was important to them so that he wouldn't go out and tear up cars. The only major instances that come to mind was Indianapolis where he blew a tire, which was completely out of his control, and just destroyed the front end of that car in one of the hardest collisions of the year. But... When you think about it, he brought that equipment home, cleaned every week, which is huge for those small teams, just keeping the cars clean, keeping the repair bill low so that they can put more money into the team. 
So it looks like he's going to be over there racing for Morgan Shepard, the, Morgan Shepard Racing, the number 89. Morgan Shepard is, uh, he's getting older. He's one of the oldest NASCAR drivers out there. He's still, it's amazing to see him in his 70s going out and racing. Um, but it's looking like he's starting to want to take a step back. That's all unconfirmed. That's just speculation. He hasn't said, I'm looking to take a step back from racing. He seems to be a true racer where he will race until the day he can't anymore, the day he physically cannot get behind the wheel anymore. He'll race until that point. So hopefully we'll see him in the car, but hopefully we'll see Landon Castle in the car as well. I don't see Morgan Shepard going to a two-car team. I imagine they have two or three chassis they bring to all the tracks, but who knows? I've actually... The one thing that stands out is when you're walking through the garage, if you get the opportunity to, just take a walk through the garage, and you'll know which hauler Morgan Shepard's is because it's not a big, you know, 70-foot-long, two-story hauler. It's a trailer. It's literally a trailer, and they roll the car out of the back. It is the coolest thing. It really is really cool to see that it's. it almost looks like it's run out of a garage, and that's what NASCAR is about, those small teams going out there and just racing for the heck of it. He's one of the last where he, he just runs it out of his house, it seems. One of the last teams to really be like that. So if you go and you're at the track, you see it, say hello to them. Say hi. Say, this is awesome to see. We appreciate you being here. But that's all we've got for this week's episode of Bottled Up. You know where to find us over on Twitter, at Bottled Up Radio. We love interacting with people. It is always a fun time. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. Those are our biggest forms of interaction with fans. So if you want to talk to us, that's where you do it. Twitter, Facebook, mostly Twitter, at Bottled Up Radio. Make sure to give us a follow. Thank you so much to everyone listening in, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Bottled Up.